I'm Cameron. I'm Zach. I know everything. I'm getting there. You are. You're in season two. And this is the Watching, Watching You Watch, Watch podcast. podcast. And finally, we're, I know dragons. it's Game of Thrones, guys. Yeah. Season two. <laughs> not that it's news to you. I know it's really not. It's Most really, listeners. It's, it's news to Zach, though. Yeah, uh, it's a big deal. I know it's been a bit. We took we took a break. Uh huh. But we're good. Yeah. Like, it's good. Yeah. 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 I think it's a good thing that we took a break. I, no, I don't. We, but this well, is what okay. we're doing. We gave it time to breathe, and now yes. we can. Soak it in and, and dive dive in deep, too. And like a fine wine you don't buy in the dollar bin, it's okay. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so so we are watching uh, Game of Thrones uh, Season 2 this time with our special theme that I've seen Game of Thrones before and therefore know everything about it. <laughs> of course, because every time we see something once, we remember it all. I mean, don't you? Darn, this riff isn't good anymore. <laughs> Because now I have to recap, right? <laughs> yes. And oh, no. Zach has not seen it before. Uh, he He's, you know, going through this for the first time, so I'm kind of having some fun and asking him some leading questions as Yeah, we go. and he gets to tell me about how the DVD player stops before there's a culling of all the babies. Yes, but more on this later. <laughs> later. Um, so, Zach, we, we just sat down and watched uh, the first episode of season two. Tell me... After season one was the pilot, well, it's not really the pilot episode, but was the premiere episode of season two everything that you hoped it would be? I mean, not as many Lannisters died as I would have hoped, (laughs) (laughs) but it was still real good. It's like every, the thing with it is, is there was no like huge character drop. It was just like all this continuation of stories and like plots and like things were going in ways I wasn't necessarily expecting. And it was nice. Yeah, they didn't wait for you to catch up at all. They just like no. They're everything. just like this is the world now. I'm like this is okay. Yeah. I like where the world is now. Uh huh. Well, on that note, why don't you give us maybe not a recap, maybe you just your highlights of of this episode. All right. Well. Jon Snow, Jon Snowed again, and doesn't really know anything, and it's always kind of funny to see how his literal, like, character arc is sit there, watch his title get him into trouble, as well as his own stupidity, and then be told, stop it, Jon, Everyone's like, neener, neener, you're a bastard, and he's like, gosh, I know! (laughs) Like, all the time. Yes. That's his thing. Um, also... Tyrion comes back, and I I really fought back the urge to say a pun during that, because I knew it was going to be a pivotal scene, but he comes, like, it's the small council, right? And I'm like, yep. yeah, small man coming to run small council. Yep. <laughs> I really thought be, he was going to say that. He's going to be the hand of the king, but I was just going to be say, like, like, the, the little glove. hand, but he's that's be like to little finger. The glove of the hand, or something, I don't I, know. I don't know if we want to make that metaphor. I mean, okay, so he's the hand in Tywin's stead, but yeah. he's still going to do handy things. Yeah. <laughs> He's the pirate hook of the council. <laughs> All right. That was um, terrible. I, I am terrible. I'm garbage. I will so, put myself so, in yeah, the So Tyrion game. makes it to King's Landing. He brings with him, of course, Shay. Uh, yeah, a, a fancy Spanish-French lady. Yes, the, the the fancy prostitute. That loves the smell of death and things and, in and the city. Among other things in the city. <laughs> yes. And, and he basically... The, 
And I did notice that her hiding in his room works because her dress matched the um, covers, so she had some <laughs> natural camouflage. Yes. She might get, like, a plus one bonus. Zach, Zach literally turned to me and is like, so his strategy is just to hide her under the bed. Okay, got it. <laughs> I mean... I mean, Ned Stark obviously is not as good of a tactician as he could have been. You know, he could have just hid under a bed and no one would have known. Because <laughs> yes. it was that exact bed. Like, darn it, beds. We, Darn it, we can't bed. check underneath them. We don't know how to bend down. How do knees work? I can't bend down in my armor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, maybe that means Fancy Tony Stark's still alive. Okay. He I mean, probably, was there a bed in that room? I don't know. I'm assuming that he's hiding under the bed with with Fancy French Four and Lady Shay. I'm a, <laughs> that is my headcanon. He's just like sort he of just, under like, there. He just like pops out occasionally. He's like. I I picture him as, as a hair bre- as a hairdresser now, and he like gives her her outfits. <laughs> <laughs> you would look wonderful in this. this. <laughs> She's like, well, thank you. But the, the caveat is he hands everything she owns to her on a sword. On a wooden sword. <laughs> a broken wooden sword. Okay, never mind. We're bringing up old no, wounds. No, I no, hate no, it. No, no. Okay, so continue recapping um, this episode. Uh, also, in Weisterthrock, we have... That's Weisterthrock for people who don't... For people who don't understand Phlegm. Zach Phlegm. Um, but I, I thought that's how the Dothraki did. Um, Daenerys is, like, running her little, like... USA and Dothraki land, and they're like, well, this sucks. We're going across this desert because if we go any other direction, people are going to kill us. But, I, you know, I can't murder starvation, which was a fun... I, that really made me chuckle. She's like, I can't conquer this. And then he's like, yes, but you have to lead them anyway. And then she's like, but how? And he's like, do it. She's like, okay. And then he, she's like, you give me strength. And then there's this moment. Between they have them. like... they Their thing is like meaningful eye contact. It is meaningful eye contact. She gives him those, like, eyes, and then he's like, are you giving me those eyes? Is she giving me those eyes? She, he, and it's like, he's, yeah. like, he's, like, not quite and sure. And also, evidently, the dragons aren't eating anything other than their, like, inherent rage at the situation they're in. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be because of, like, the stress of whatever. It's not really clear what's going on there. Yeah, but mu- not much time has passed. And there, okay, I guess the big overarching thing is there is a big old, big old comet. That's true. Um, also, we finally met Stannis, and he's, like, running some sort of, like, god-burning cult. And uh, there's like fancy dress witch ladies all like, hey, he's going to basically be this world's Jesus. Follow the Lightbringer. And <laughs> he's like, yep, there's a comet. I'm in a, a sort of place that looks like it could be around Galilee. Let's do this. <laughs> I am Stan Jesus. There's there's a little bit of some messianic imagery, I will agree. Um, yeah. Well, even in, like, the statues of, like, the seven gods, which they are dead, because they let Sean Bean die, because frack you, old gods, you can burn. So, are you saying you agree with his, with his little fire priestess lady? No, but he has a, a kicking table. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, true. It's Westeros. Stannis has a map, like, a 3D map of Westeros on his He table. is, like, it's so cool. hardcore into D&D, it is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> also headcanon. He plays full campaigns on there. <laughs> um, anyways... But besides that, there's also Robert is doing really well. And this is the this is the point at which we finally get like to look back at everyone's opinions. And the opinion is that Rob is winning the war. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He also sicks uh, Greywind, the dire wolf on on little on Jamie, on Jamie, Jamie. and uh, Fabio Lannister. On good old Fabio. <laughs> good old Fabio sitting there getting his grunge beard. Yep. And still like cracking the jokes because he just has no sense of timing. No. Literally zero. Another fun thing that happened is that Xerxes 
um, owned Joffrey and him. owned Littlefinger and basically just tried to own everyone. And then she killed a lot of babies. So I don't know. It doesn't really even out. She kind of goes yeah. down on the scale. Yeah, and that's because she was throwing a, a tantrum because Lannisters throw tantrums and then just you know kill people. Oh yeah, and Joffrey's also a jerk that almost killed Captain America guard. Yeah, I, I love it. His name is Sir Dantos the Red, and he comes out, and he's wearing, like, this, like, armor that looks very, like, Captain America-y, but he's fat, and he's kind of doing and then he, like, you know, almost gets killed, but Sansa saves like, him by him being, like, make him the fool, and then she, but she, like, plays to Joffrey. She's like, oh, like, making him the fool be far crueler than actually killing him. Yeah, oh my gosh, and I love that, like, within the three seconds that, um... Tyrion is there, he, like, gets what Sansa is doing, like, yep. immediately. And even even after, like, like she makes a whole bit play about, like, saving Ser Dantos, like, she's, like, like, she looks at him and he looks at her and, like, they both get it, too. Like, yeah, he's like, you saved my life, thank you. Like, I don't care. Yeah, and I also cool. love that he, like, gave condolences to her. Yeah. That, I don't know. Tyrion is just, he's a real, he's a real, real good dude. Yeah. It's interesting, because, you know, he starts, when we first see him in the show, he's, like, in a brothel, and he's talking about how licentious he is, and that hasn't really changed, but, no. like, you know, he's definitely very, like, firmly in the Lannister camp, but, like, he's much nicer yeah, than he, any of them. Yeah, he has a strong sense of his own code, and typically that code is not being a jerk to everyone all the time. Yes. Only people who really deserve it. Well, are there any other moments that you'd like to talk about this episode that particularly stuck out to you? Uh, I mean, it was cool to see Bran Flakes be like, it, he has the makings of like a good lord, and that was kind of neat. They're just yes. like a little shadow of that, and I like that. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. Well, okay, let's let's transition then into my questions. I have a lot of them, because this episode has so much information, and so many interesting things happen in it. So many things. So, let's go with, my first one is about um, this comet. It's this weird red comment that's passing by and a lot of the characters react to it in a lot of different ways some people are like it's an omen some people are like no it's a sign that Lannisters are gonna win people some are like people no are like, aliens <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm one sorry lady, and like, uh, I shouldn't make visual jokes uh, on an audio mm, podcast yes he just he just kind of like shook up his hair to look like that aliens meme guy and <laughs> yes, it it just doesn't translate on audio. I'm not good at this. So we anyway, this. anyway, so some people are like it's dragons. Some people it's like it's whatever. Like they all have a theory for it. So based upon what you've seen so far, do you have a significance that you would ascribe to the to the comment at all? Um, like what do you what do you think it symbolizes? Huh. I I really wanted to go with the last theory of dragons and like. I don't know, maybe this is, like, the mystical comments that's gonna, like, sprinkle all the magic up on Mes- Westeros and, like, wake up the walkers and do the things. I honestly kind of ber- bereaved a little Shing's that which lady was Shang. Ooh! I actually feel like her stuff has some credence. Maybe not, like, the Lightbringer thing, but, like, sort of the world awakening and, like, going into a new age. Because that very much seems to be what's happening. Hmm. Well, I mean, on that note, too, like, they're, like, it is very clear, like, the uh, the College of uh, Maesters, and it, the Citadel is what it's called, they oh, sent okay. a raven in the small council scene, it's oh, like, yeah. hey, like... And it's uh, winter time. Yep, winter, winter is now upon us, summer is officially over. Yeah, because for whatever reason, the, like, the the albino raven's like, hey, guess what, winter time, because I'm white, get it? Do you get it? Nah, uh-huh. nah, 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 yep, it's like that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, 
Um, well, let's let's talk about uh, Stannis a little bit, actually, since you brought um, that yeah. whole thing up. Not even at all how I expected to find Stannis, like even <laughs> a little bit. And wasn't Renly with him? No, see, Stannis, he looks Stannis like, was he like he looked like Renly. Um, he had a that guy. So so Stannis has um, kind of two very major people that are at his side. The first is uh, Sir Devos. Uh, he's the guy with the beard. Yeah, the 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 slightly graying beard. And yep. then there is like. A uh, red dress witch lady. Yes. She's the red mage. The red mage. <laughs> um, do you want me to tell you her actual nope, name? Nope, do okay. not. She so, is the red mage. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> but, uh, so she she's sort of like this fire priestess, and she's leading a bunch of Stannis' men in sort of some sort of ritual. Uh, when we first see her, she's burning the old gods. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, interestingly enough, the the maester who served the seven yeah. gods and, st- and looked Stannis like he was running then. for the Olympics, but he was actually running to stop his lord from like joining the cult. The, yep. <laughs> and he was like, "You can't do this." But and he's like, "I'm like, gonna be head of the cult." <laughs> and then, she, and then she kind of looks at him and she's like, "Well, why don't you stop me?" Sexy voice, sexy voice. And, and he's then, like, "Maybe I will." And then he tries and to poison her. And crap. <laughs> yeah, he tries to poison her, and but he ends up drinking the cup, too, to sort of, like, he realizes that if he's going to take her, like, go, he's going to take her, like, with, with him. him. Yeah. And so he he poisons his own cup. He drinks it. He hands it to her. She drinks it. He dies. She doesn't. Um, she's obviously been training her body to Iocane for the past few years. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, dear. Um, okay, so... And that guy was obviously Sicilian. Anyways, back to the to the real world. <laughs> I... Oh, my gosh. I can't not. Anyway, so... You've already said that you thought there might be a little bit of credence to, to this whole cult thing that Stannis is a part of. Uh-huh. What made you think that? Well, for one, the lady wasn't just blowing smoke out her butt. She, like, survived poison... Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it? Um, also, I don't know. I feel like, I guess it is kind of a toss-up, because in times like this where there's war and weirdness, people are more likely to grab onto cult things. Mm -hmm. It's just weird that the person that was portrayed as the warlord is, like, using, is going to try and use, like, fanatics as well as his regular fuck like followers to try and do stuff and also he's like not making this a team battle it's him versus the world he doesn't care who he takes down he's gonna win well he's he's yeah he basically said like if i'm gonna win this i'm not gonna win this on anybody else's terms i'm gonna win it because i'm better than everybody else i don't need like i i'm gonna beat not only the lannisters i'm gonna beat the starks because they're trying to steal half my kingdom i'm gonna beat renly because he's a poser and i'm gonna be better than everybody yeah and he's He's, yeah. And Sir Devos is like, but, but, but we don't have ships. And he's like, and then, whatever. And he's like, but I have, um, I have my fire god. And then, or the priestess is like that. Yeah. And then she, and then he's like, yes, fire god. <laughs> yeah. He just, he's just looking for that excuse. Yes. But my question is, uh, can that fanaticism really fuel his war? Do you think that's enough to like, take him there? Oh boy! So like even in like this uh, is I mean including the fact that he may have something of supernatural power on his side, eh. like 
is that and the fanaticism that surrounds it is that enough to win him he's going to have to win through like some sort of like weird thing like that lady's going to have to like immolate an entire army and then people will follow him more (laughs) does she have enough power to do that though i mean she seems i I mean like i don't know man she doesn't have no magic potions lay off this episode we just saw her just burn a bunch of things and also drink poison but I mean, the way she drinks it, it's not like overt, like, poof, magic spell. It's like very much like almost parlor trick style magic, you know, know, the way she deals with that. Like, it's all like, poof, I made the poison disappear in this ma- in this wine glass. Or the guy just didn't know that that type of poison floated at the top of the glass and she did. <laughs> maybe. I, I, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But I, I like her as an element yes, in the show because she, she kind of upsets the balance of how things work in the show yeah now we have someone who is like totally invested into the mystical which she, is interesting yeah she's our first sort of like wizard ish character in yeah. the show like it's a she kind of a, a fantasy wizard, trope right? to have like uh-huh. you know like the the wizardly advisor but she's such like a weird subversion of that that trope you know uh, because uh, typically it's, like, it's a doddering old man but she's like a sexy young lady so yeah she's the a trope sexy young lady but also like she's like it's hard to tell whether stannis too yeah she's creeping it's hard to tell whether like stannis always runs the show yeah i i, I get the vibe that she could honestly take control at any point and he could honestly just be a figurehead from what i've I haven't seen enough to know which way it'll actually go, mm-hmm. but I feel like it could be either way. Uh-huh. Um, okay, well, let's shift gears entirely, and let's go back up to the north. Um, let's okay. talk about Jon Snow and what he goes through Ugh. this episode. So, in this so episode, we see uh, the Night's Watch. They're above the wall. They're kind of looking for they Benjamin They go to Stark. incest summer camp. Yeah. <laughs> Incest summer camp. Oh, that's so terrible. But why, so true. Why aren't Jamie and Cersei there then? Um, they went there once. Then Joffrey happened. You don't go to incest summer camp, kids. <laughs> Otherwise, your children will be terrible rulers that are awful forever. Yes. The well, end. So we we meet Craster. Is his name? He's the and oh, uh, Craster. He, he owns this <laughs> keep, but it's really just a house full of all the. All his of his daughters, daughters that he's like redaughtered. Yeah, slash slash wives, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> um, so Craster is sort of interesting because he he's out there doing his own thing. He's not a part of the other wildlings, but he's not exact. He's like not. But yeah, he's his own force. Like they don't mess with him for yeah. some weird reason. I, I'm just curious what you made of that. Like, how do you think that works? I, oh yeah, and they also talked about like some other dude like amassing a wildling army. And I'm, I'm like, and someone who's like evidently betrayed the Night's Watch, I'm like, this is interesting. There's a lot more to wildling culture. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that. And it's super neat. Yeah. I like, there's a whole like actual world to the north, which is kind of funny when he refers to everyone else as southerners. And Jon Snow's like, you, you call me what? You call me what, bro? Yeah, he's like, I'm not a southerner. And then he's like, uh, you're south of the wall. Yes, you are. Shut up. You thing. <laughs> you think. I, I couldn't think of... I couldn't think of, honestly... Like, I mean, okay. He basically the first one was that. My, the best insult also of Jon Snow, he's like, oh, well, you're pretty. Like... It's like, oh, boy. It's like making fun of his, like, you know, like, obvious, like, you Lordly know... Lordly heritage and Lordly ha- heritage and his sing- signature pout and <laughs> all that stuff. It's just like... Man, <sighs> that guy is, like, way too intimidated by other men. It's ridiculous. He would have all... Of the fancy cars in modern day. So, like, you know, like, all that, like, overcompensating yes. stuff. 
Although he's got like a custom paint job on it. I mean, if it was like, modern day, at least he'd like compensate with cars rather than marrying his daughters. <laughs> I guess I guess that's kind of the trade off. Oh, I'll take the gosh. modern day version of this. Oh, Thank you. man. <laughs> um, so, yes. So what do you think? How, how do you think Craster's going to factor into this whole thing that's going on up north? Okay, there. there are so many flags saying that Jon Snow's going to get with someone. It is l- ludicrous. It's going to happen. Or I want to, like, I really want to, like, root for Sam and say that he's going to get with someone, but then he'll die, and then I'll be sad because he's not, like, a strong <laughs> enough of a character to survive through pulling, like, that much of a world no-no. Yeah, everyone's just like, it's girls! Oh, wait, they're off limits. <laughs> yeah, someone's gonna die. For multiple reasons, because they, one, have vows of chastity, and two, because Craster will cut things off if they decide to do yeah. anything. Yeah, So, <laughs> yeah. sucks to suck. Yeah, well, it's, I don't know, it's it weird. <laughs> Yes. I won't talk about this place anymore. <laughs> Let's go south. <laughs> okay. Well, it, would it be alright if we talked about Cersei? Mm, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's talk about a really interesting scene for me because it's clear that Tyrion coming upsets Cersei quite a lot. Her she, games. Because he, he brings up the fact that she didn't do well, and it's yes. great. And immediately after Tyrion comes, we kind of see Cersei act out in several ways. Which is crazy, because she typically doesn't do that. You have to really yes. push your buttons to do that, and all Tyrion did was walk in the room and whistle. Yes, and she, well, she, there's that immediate thing, and then later she gets all, like, touchy with, uh, with Littlefinger, and I want to talk about that moment in particular, oh, because boy. usually she has such poise and control. Oh, that was, And ooh. this scene she doesn't. She, Littlefinger in very, in a very Littlefinger-ish sort of way, is just like, oh, Sickering. I learned a very good truth, it's that knowledge is power and the things I know about people give me power and then she's like oh you think that let me threaten to kill you and show you a true lesson that power (laughs) is power yeah power is power because Webster's dictionary friends (laughs) um so it highlights for me another kind of duality in the Game of Thrones universe that you know, power is power, but also knowledge is power, or information yeah. is power. Again, we have to ask this question, which is which is true, at least for this episode, which do you think is more important? Oh, boy. I've, what we're seeing in this episode, and what is clearly evidenced by Cersei, is that power is power, because the thing with it is, is knowledge is thrown everywhere, and unless it is used as a crafty tool behind someone's back to stab, it doesn't work. It's, that's what it is, because now everyone knows their little secret, but what has it really done since it wasn't used properly? Power is still power, and they use their power to make this seem all like a bad joke at this point. Yes, well, even even the way that, like, it's interesting, though, because the ending sequence where she kills all the bastards, it's weird because it's a combination of both, though, because she had tracked down all the bastards out there and knew about every single one where they were. Exactly. And yet it was her power that... That let her be able to do that. Right. Because she had to... The thing that is, the knowledge is a great starting point, but unless you have the power, you can't do things, i.e. Ned Stark. He knew things, but he didn't have the power to back up his obvious rightness. I mean, he at a point maybe he did, but, but he, he played his cards it. so wrong. Yeah. Which maybe hints more to the idea that knowledge is 
power, you know, yeah. because he wasn't quite sure. And that's why I said it has to be used tactfully. So because otherwise know. power wins. It's a constant conundrum because I feel like in King's Landing, maybe knowledge is power more than power is power. But yeah. I mean, but it's only when things are in the shadows that knowledge wins because otherwise Lannisters just squash things under the sheer weight of their gold bags. And yet. Tyrion rightly brings up, though, like, we are losing this war right now. I'm yeah. not sure if you're aware, Cersei, but we are losing the war. And then she's like, la di da di da yeah, but that's, being Joffrey. That's the fun thing, because even though they're losing, they still have all of this backing yeah. just due to their coin, which is interesting to, to note. Right. Because um, if this were Dothraki land, they would have been <laughs> murdered for their incompetence. That's true. I mean, yeah, like, you fail once with the Dothraki, and that's it. You're done, yeah, because if you failed, you've probably gotten your throat slit. Yep. Or you get your, your long braided hair cut off, and then you walk around with short hair of shame. Short hair of shame. That's what I have all the time, because I will win no fights. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Cersei one more time here, too. Um, throughout season one, I think, in a lot of what we've seen so far with Cersei is that she's always had the upper ground, whether that's because, like, mm-hmm. you know, her her relationship with her father or her relationship with her husband. Like, she's always seemed to somehow eke out the higher ground. Yeah. And yet this first episode kind of shows us that that ground is sort of faltering. Her mm-hmm. control of Joffrey is slipping fast. Yeah. Her position... awesome slide. Her family's position is called into question by this war and her position in the in this court is increasingly less now that first off Tyrion the who for all intents and purposes is her father's voice in the court right now mm-hmm. is superseding her and she might not have all of the cards on the table that all the other players there like Varys and Littlefinger do and yeah. so we really see Cersei sort of losing the higher ground this episode. Well, yeah, she loses a lot of her power because Joffrey's not under her finger anymore and everyone's got her secret. It's true. Um, So now she's playing at a disadvantage. She is playing at a disadvantage. I'm curious, though, what you think that she would need to do to sort of regain that. What what moves would Cersei have to make to get back on top? Money and murder. And she's done one of those things. Well, I mean, she already has money. Well, money thrown at the right people at the right times. Oh, okay, that's what you meant by that. Okay. Well, and yes, the murder the murder thing... I don't know. I'm conflicted about it because, yes, she killed all the bastards, but I mean, like... No, but that wasn't a smart way to do it. It would have been better to let them be alive. I don't alive. know how much it really helps her, though, besides the fact that it just sort of, like, exerts... She's exerting her power in one yeah, place. Yeah, I think she did it more to make herself, like feel better because she knows that she kind of screwed the pooch. Right. Well, also, like, Joffrey calls into question the fact, like, like, oh, like, you must have been, like, ugly or a hag or something like that for for father not to want to be with you and be with all of these horrors, and then she slaps him. Yeah. And maybe it's, like, just, you know, to gain back some dignity that she goes out and oh, yeah. does that. I, d- I don't feel like the, the Lannisters have any good coping skills. No. 
literally none. Which, you know, now that you frame it in that way, Tyrion's, like, drinking and whoring seems a lot less... It seems like, tame yeah, compared to what they do. No, I know. <laughs> and yet they always give, like, Tyrion crap for it. Like, oh, which one of your little whores are you bringing around now? Oh, why are you always drunk? And then... And then Cersei literally drinks all the wine and fracks other Lannister cousins. And kills babies. Yeah. Well, not herself, but she has babies killed. Doesn't matter. It's almost even worse that way. It almost is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Never mind. There's never a good murdered baby. Remember this. Yes. Well, uh, let's let's move on then to our weekly wrap-up questions. Okay. I, I think this episode is really neat. So... Yes. It's going to be complicated, I think, to see where your, some of your answers to this are because there's so many characters again. Um, basically, everybody we saw from season one gets some moment in this episode. Yeah. Uh, and we have the introduction of Stannis. So Except let's, for Arya. Well, at the very end, we see her. She's in the cart oh. you know, with the people eating on the Gosh, night. Gosh dang it, DVD. I could I have seen someone. A little backup here, too. I, when we were watching this, our uh, DVD of, of season two wasn't. Uh, playing right for whatever reason at the very end, so I had right to about before the guards were about to bust in. Then yeah. Cameron's like, "Okay, here's what goes down," and, and I, I was all the baby. I was immediately him. more happy because one of my triggers is like killing like innocent like children or like adorable old people, and I just can't handle it. Like yes. I'm still emotionally drained from just the thought of thinking it. If I have to watch that sequence, I'll probably just like go home and like silently weep. So we watched all but the last two minutes of it. <laughs> but anyway, let's go into the weekly wrap-up questions. We see basically all of the Starks that have survived season one. Um, so no more Ned. Rest in peace. But who gets Starker the week this week? Um, that's actually kind of it's, it's It is hard because Sansa, well, I mean, Sansa saves people. Rob yeah. is generally good at leading a war. Yeah, but Arya is successfully on the run. Catelyn's making some good moves too, advising. Yeah, and Bran is like I don't know. It's kind of sad we didn't get to see more of his transition, but he's having this interesting, like, sort of mystical thing, and also he is going to be a good leader, not just. Ugh, I have to study the books again. Like he's a smart kid, and he's applying what he's learning. Mm-hmm. And I also love his interactions with wildling Frodo Baggins. <laughs> yeah, drugged out Frodo Baggins. Yes. And I, I do, I agree, I love that pairing uh, between Bran and Osha. They're just such, they're such a great pairing. It is uh, it is actually probably one of my favorite, like, newer duos, <laughs> like, for serials. But anyway, Stark of the Week. Um, I think I probably still will give it to Rob because he gave me one of the more satisfying scenes, which is seeing Jamie just, like, utterly humiliated and seeing i don't know i feel like seeing what he did in this episode like backed up the sort of he's winning and he's actually you know doing it for a reason yeah like he has great leadership traits and i want to see him do more of the winning i i think that's a good pick to go with i mean we kind it's very condensed rob's military exploits at the end of season one and now we're seeing that generally yeah like things are going well people respect him he's making moves he's actually confident in his ability and it's i mean i'm almost yeah he he almost seemed cocky but he wasn't he's just it's just a very rare level of confidence that is appropriate right 
So, yeah, I think much deserved there. Yes. Um, what about um, the crown? If you had to give somebody the crown this week based upon how well they played the game, who would um, you give it to? It's probably going to go Rob again because, once again, this is the episode where we solidify that he did, he done actually did the good, and he's making some great delegation things, and he's looking at the bigger pictures. And I love, like, another one of the tactful things that he does is not try and take over everything. He is just literally fighting for something that is quite reasonable in the position he's in, which is to just have freedom of the North. He doesn't need to deal with all, and that's also one of the smartest moves, because then he doesn't have to deal with King's Landing and all of its garbage. Right, and he, it's like he never wanted that, and you can exactly. make it, he was very clear about that way back when they're like, we don't, everybody was just rallied around them, like, we don't need the South, we've always been independent, we mm-hmm. don't need them, mm-hmm. and you can be king of us, and he's like, alright, I can get behind this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, I love it. Rob, 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 Rob. <laughs> um, okay. Well, um, this obviously being the first episode of season two is a lot of kind of getting the groundwork uh, in motion for a lot of where our characters are going. So with that in mind, which character this episode made what you think is the best plan and who, which character made the worst plan? Um we have a lot of people moving, so mm. it might be a little bit hard. You know, Daenerys um, is trying to cross the desert. Well, I don't think it's hard to pick the worst plan. I don't think that Xerxes' plan to murder all the bastard children really solved anything. I don't feel like it helped her or anything, and if anything, it hurt her. Because what, you said in the end, like, people were rioting in the streets? That's true, there was What the Lannisters don't need is more bad publicity for them, mm-hmm. which is more Tywin anger to his children, which is less you know, their military is going to be able to perform because Tywin is really the one running their show. Xerxes is supposed to be the one on the King's Landing front, and she is just not doing it up to par. It's true. It's like Tyrion comes in, and he's implying that, like, Cersei, you know better. Why aren't you controlling Joffrey? And then she is like, what am... She, she's like, what am I supposed to do? He's king. <laughs> like... And then it's like... We didn't think this one through too well. I know. I mean, I think she's regretting that chat she had with him back in season one. Where she's oh, about like, the power? Truth is what you make it. Yeah, and now Joffrey's like turning all that back on her. And she's just like eating her words as the biggest slice of humble pie. Yes, and she's just like, well, darn it. I raised a monster and I don't know what to do about it. Because I just wanted to love and love on him. Make, <laughs> yes. He's my little Bambi now. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, um, so, so that you said was the worst plan. Do you have a best plan in mind moving forward? Which character made the best plan this episode? I think that once again, it, it all really, it's, everything's coming up Rob, um, with his plan to just take over the North. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the, the few times in the series you don't see someone going all out for something. I mean, in some respects, yes, this is kind of radical because he's taking the fully United Kingdoms and splitting them up again. But mm-hmm. it's still one of the smarter route moves because I don't think that there was ever really a time where any of these places were really truly united well, for more than a day or so. <laughs> I guess with that, though, Rob kind of very, very actively announces two plans to make an alliance two alliances. Yeah. He wants to make an alliance with Theon's family, the Greyjoys, and he wants to make an alliance with uh, Renly. Now, so are those these, good plans? I don't know so much about the Greyjoys because I don't know much about them to begin with, but I do think the Renly thing is great because if he wins, he can put Renly in power and they can be like Turbros and They would be like the new allies. generation of like Ned yeah. and uh, Robert. Exactly, and it would be great because I do think that Renly would make a pretty good king. But like, at least he wouldn't be terrible. 
That's, I mean, he wouldn't be Joffrey. No, at, at okay. the very least. I mean, that. the bar is not set high at all. Actually, the bar <laughs> is like six feet under the ground. You could literally, there is no way you could, without like trying your very worst, go below that bar. <laughs> at least you're not Joffrey. Yeah. I mean, you could even say that to Stannis and his creepy cult. Like, well, I mean, it's uh, creepy, the cult, the, but the, the, at the creepy least cult you're not would Joffrey. still at least, you know, unite people and do things like there. As much as I am against, you know, like cult life. <laughs> Probably better than Joffrey. <laughs> no, actually, 100% better than Joffrey. Um, fire thing all the way. Dragons, dragons, dragons. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about deaths in this episode. I'm trying um, to remember them. I'm kind of jogging through them. Best Obviously, death there's... is probably just due to fell off and then, like, baby montage is worse. I'm, I don't know. Maybe you're going to, like, reaction video me one of these days and it's going to make me real sad. I don't think I'm going to put you through that. Okay, so, good. So best death is the knight who lost at the very beginning of the episode. And... and maybe he's not even dead. Maybe he's just unconscious. Well, I mean, there was an awfully big pool of blood on the ground after he fell. Oh, that wasn't Kool-Aid? I mean, no. It wasn't corn, corn syrup. I mean, with the red dye, probably. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. All right. <laughs> um, okay, well that, that answered that question. Obviously, I would. I there's no question in my mind that worst death would have to go to all those babies and bastards that got killed at the end of this episode. Um, uh, it's terrible. I don't want it. <laughs> um, with that in mind, I have to ask you too, Zach. How hopeful are you feeling? Uh, moving forward now, you've okay. seen, you started season two. Some characters you like are making good good moves. Yes. Some characters you like, don't think, like aren't. Let's see. But bad things are still happening. Yeah, I mean, in, especially now that we don't just have, like, a central Ned to hub around, I'm kind of looking at this in a sort of world gain kind of point of view. And in the review episode, I said, like, 6 out of 10 for the world. I see Lannisters getting the beatdown as a good thing for the world. And maybe we're at like a six and a half because there's still going to be some some garbage time for people here. It's not going to be good. And unless stuff gets resolved quickly, the world's going to be doing real bad. Because if you run a war going into these like, you know, multiple year winters, that's going to literally just like, okay, cool. Someone won the war. Well, now we're going to have like two years of winter where we don't have food because we used it in the war effort. Yeah, at least two years. At le- Yeah. So, you know. It's one of those things. Oh, I'm saying they make it through, like, the first three or whatever of the projected five-year winter. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. The world at this point is looking slightly more hopeful to me at the 6.5, but it could it could just all go to crap immediately. Of course, it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note... Uh, if you tears been, of tears. I know. If you, you, it's it's delicious every minute of it. Stop! Stop <laughs> licking my tears up, you creep. Well. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I make the good audio jokes by oh, doing dear. things that don't actually make sense or happen. Thanks for that. Uh, well, if you have been following along with Zach and have watched the show before, I'm sure you are also looking up Zach's delicious tears right now. Ew! And you're sick. <laughs> if you're enjoying this. I know I am. Uh, we'd love for you to connect with us in any mm-hmm. number of ways. Uh, you uh, can connect with us on Twitter um, and on YouTube and on Tumblr. You can find us under uh, Useful NPCs. So that's at Useful NPCs on uh, Twitter. Pretty much anything Useful NPCs. Yep. And um, 
Are they going to be able to find us on the, the iTunes finally? Yeah, our, our podcast is going to be on iTunes. <gasps> the actual place for podcasts. Yeah, so this was kind of a running gag for us throughout season one. We were trying to figure out, you know, how we're going to do this. So we kind of just conveniently didn't mention that we were going to, you know, put this po- podcast up on hey, iTunes. And, hey, hey, hey. Welcome to season two. Things are actually at the baseline they should be when we things start. Things are getting better. <laughs> uh, so, yes, you can you can catch us there soon. Um, too. So yeah, look out for that. Um, we, we're having a lot of fun doing this, so we would love to get your feedback on it. If you've got questions for Yeah, so five stars and reviews there. Leave us the comments. Tell me if it's spoilery by putting spoiler first. Yes. Or I will hunt you down. If you got a leading question, please send it in. That would be so great. I would love to ask it to Zach. Yes, Um, yes. So, so please do it. Uh, also, um, I'd like to plug another podcast that we did before this. It was the uh, Watching You Watch anime edition of Attack yeah. on Titan. If you are um, a fan of anime, if you're a fan of Attack on Titan, you might want to go check that out, too. It's a, It was a lot of fun to record that. I, yes. We recorded that with um, my sister, Caitlin. Who, special guest. Cameron's yeah, teaching me how guest. to run things yeah. so I can run anime things because he gets the live action. So, and I so get me the and Zach sort of tag teamed and were like, you know, hey, asking her the leading questions. And she was like, oh, gosh, why? But no, I guess tears are actually delicious. Tears are actually delicious. And now you've tasted what they are. And I will make you experience something. All of, all of what I've experience yeah zach's got something in mind so maybe down the line these these tables are going to get reversed so also look out for that so we really appreciate you guys checking us out seriously it's a lot of fun and zach as always i enjoy watching you watch this stuff Hmm. i want to know real quick before we wrap up here Hmm. who who's who is the person that you would like to see most burned in a fire by the fire priestess right now. Go. Joffrey, duh. Okay. Cameron, you need... Well, you could say Cersei or Tywin or anybody. No, Joffrey. Okay. I mean... He's would, simpering annoying and has no other reason. Would fire be too kind? <laughs> I mean, surely he deserves something more painful. Excellent. I mean... This pleases me. I, I will leave you to ponder that as we... As we, uh... <laughs> load out here. So... Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Yep, may the dragons be with you. And may the dragons be with you always. Even better.